Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante. And I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insights straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions, regardless of whether you will apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given podcast episode you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process. Lastly, if you have any questions you'd like me to cover on future episodes or any comments you'd like to share, please email me at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at www.com collegeadmissionstalk.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you today Gloria Darko, who is an admissions counselor at Susquehanna University in Pennsylvania. Gloria, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, John. Thank you. Thank you, and we really appreciate you being here on the show. Looking forward to hearing everything that you have to say about Susquehanna University. So let's start first by asking you to tell us about yourself, Gloria, as it relates to being an admissions counselor, and how did you end up in this position? Yeah, so I've been working as an admission counselor since July of 2020. So I've been in the admissions field for about two years now. And I'm not new to Susquehanna. I'm also a proud Susquehanna alum. I graduated <laughs> from SU in 2015. And I've had multiple jobs before working at Susquehanna um, professionally. But prior to working in higher education, I was actually working in healthcare in the area. So I'm from the Bronx, New York. I actually never left the area <laughs> after graduating from Susquehanna. And um, when I was working in healthcare, I realized that I was very passionate about higher education. And when I would think back to my experiences um, as a college student, I'd remember the fact that I was a first generation student and there was a lot about the college process that I just wasn't aware of. And I realized I was really passionate about helping people through the process and navigating um, important information and details that they would need to know to be successful in college. Well, I'm really glad to hear that because the entire purpose of this podcast is exactly that, to give insight and advice to students and their parents who are going through the college admissions process. So again, we're very excited to have you here. Now, I was doing a little bit of research on Susquehanna University, and I see that they have a strong program in business, biology, communications, the Weiss Business School requires that each junior, when you're a junior in that program, that you spend an entire semester in London, which I think is phenomenal, to study abroad for a semester, and it guarantees you an international internship. In addition, well over 50% of your classes have 20 or less students, and there's a core curriculum which also requires that everyone, for at least two weeks, studies off campus. 
This is all so interesting, something I didn't know until I recently did my research. So I just have to ask you, what is it about Susquehanna that makes it so appealing for students to want to apply? Yeah, so at Susquehanna, we have so many outstanding students and um, students can choose from over a hundred different majors and minors. Students can even pick up a double major or minor if that's something that they're interested in. Um, and like you mentioned, we have opportunities for students to major in the arts, business, communications, education, humanities and sciences, or our pre-professional and engineering programs. Um, and particularly with our Sigmund Y School of Business, we are AACSB accredited, which puts us in the top 5% of business schools um, in the world. And we're actually the only business school in the world that guarantees an international internship through our Study Away program known as the Global Opportunities Program, or as we call it at Susquehanna, the GO program for short, because we love nicknames. Um, <laughs> and um, something that's a huge highlight about the Global Opportunities Program is that every single student who attends Susquehanna will have the opportunity to study away somewhere. So students will participate in a cross-cultural travel immersion program where they can study away in any country. So students can participate in our Go Short program, Go Long program, or Go Your Own Way. So some of the places that I can think of that students can study away um, include um, countries like um, the UK and Ireland, Czech Republic, Cyprus, South Africa, Ghana, Senegal, Australia. And we also have domestic programs in places like Hawaii. Uh, we also have some uh, go short programs in Washington, D.C. and New Orleans, which are more service-based trips. Um, but students can literally study away anywhere. And I think it's just such a fantastic opportunity, even from an equity and access um, lens that every single student who graduates and crosses that um, stage will graduate knowing that we've all experienced um, a culture that's different from our own. And um, for all of our students, you know, there's an academic component to the program and also a cross-cultural travel immersion um, aspect. And something that's really important is that, you know, employers are looking for skill sets that students would have when they graduate, such as the ability to think critically and analytically, the ability to work with people from different perspectives that, not, might, that might not be the same as their own, the ability to um, write well, to work well as part of a team, and to have that cross-cultural component. And what better way to do so than for students to immerse themselves in a culture that's different from their own. So for many of our programs, students may be studying away um, at a university, um, which is what I did when I was a student at Susquehanna. I studied um, at a university in central London, and I was able to take um, four classes there, an immigration and refugee course, a theater course, a philosophy course, and a human rights documentaries and film course, as well as take full advantage of the extracurricular activities at that school as well. Some students may live with a host family and other students may live at apartments off campus. Um, but uh, with the program with our Sigma Y School of Business, um, students, no matter what um, country or place they go to, business students are guaranteed that international internship, which is something that would make them stand out um, to employers, especially. As a former world language teacher, I think that is such a phenomenal requirement in the business school that all of the juniors spend 
the semester in London, again, like you said, learning another culture, getting out of the United States and seeing a whole new world in Europe, obviously, but also the fact that you give them the guarantee of an international internship is really just such a wonderful idea. You know, as the world becomes smaller and smaller, obviously with technology, I just think that is amazing in terms of creating well-rounded individuals that are ultimately going to uh, lead in the future. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that information. I find it fascinating. How many applications do you review a year and do you represent a specific region? Yes, so my primary recruitment territory is New York. So um, I read all applications that come in from students from New York. And I read about 800 applications a year. Wow, that's a lot of applications. Yeah. <laughs> and are, are, you, are you a team of one or are there other people on your team? Um, so no, I am not a team of one, thankfully. <laughs> um, I have some amazing colleagues um, who are also counselors that I work with. And um, they also evaluate applications from their respective territories as well. Fantastic. And so let's talk about the freshman class. What is the average profile of the current freshman class in terms of GPA and any other information that you collect, such as SAT or ACT scores? So our average GPA at Susquehanna is a 3.6, and our average SAT score is around a 1,200, and for ACTs, it's a 26. Um, we don't have a published minimum GPA or test score because we believe in a holistic review process, which essentially means that we take everything into consideration. So we want to take into consideration um, students' individual circumstances and sometimes community disruptions that happen, such as COVID, which has affected <laughs> <laughs> um, many students' um, academic success and other situations that might not be indicated simply based on their grade. And do you use the student's high school GPA as indicated on their transcript, or do you recalculate their GPA using your own metric? Um, so we do take into consideration the weighted GPA that the school provides. That's what we look at um, if it's on a 4.0 scale. But if it is not on a 4.0 scale, then we will recalculate it. I know that Susquehanna is test optional. However, if a student doesn't choose to submit the SAT or ACT score, how will that affect them in terms of merit-based scholarships? Great question. So yes, Susquehanna is test score optional. Unfortunately, we've been test score optional for over 20 years. So we are certainly not new um, to this process. <laughs> of being... So you're used to it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're definitely used to um, students having that option to decide whether they want to submit their scores or not. And if a student doesn't chooses not to submit their SAT or ACT scores, that is not held against them. So if a student is applying to Susquehanna, if they are admitted to the university, they're automatically considered for merit scholarship awards. So we do take SAT and ACT scores into consideration if they choose to submit that. But if not, then we primarily look at their GPA. Understood, and thank you for that explanation. How important are students' courses in progress and grades in their senior year? And why would you request to see a student's mid-year grades before issuing a decision? Students' courses and progress in their senior um, year 
is very important. And, you know, sometimes there may be students who think that because they've been accepted to a college that they can slack and not really um, put their full or best effort into their senior year. But we absolutely do look at senior year grades. Um, uh, well, students will have to submit their senior year grades also, and we want to make sure that they're academically successful in their senior year as well. And um, we would request to see a student's mid-year grades before issuing a decision in the circumstance that, you know, there's maybe a downward trend in their grades or they did really well maybe um, during their 10th or 11th year, but they didn't do so well their ninth year or has, as COVID has shown, you know, some students haven't done well in their junior year, but prior to COVID, they were really successful. And so things such as remote learning, which has definitely impacted a lot of students' academic success um, in high school is taken into consideration. So we would look at mid-year grades um, from senior year to see if there was an upward trend since then. Right. So again, it's uh, a reminder to students to keep putting your best foot forward, not only in 9th, 10th, and 11th, but of course in that senior year. So thank you so much for that, Gloria. I really appreciate it. And I know that you said you read a lot of applications, and within those applications, of course, are the college essays. Could you share any examples of an essay or two that you thought was just a great example of what a, sh a student should write about? Yes. So we do not require students to submit an essay as part of the application, but for students who choose to submit an essay, just because there are students who still want to express themselves or a situation or explain something, um, the essays have, that have definitely stood out to me were ones where I felt like I got to really know the student beyond their grades. So there are some students who may submit essays um, based on some of the extracurricular activities they were involved in in high school or the things they enjoyed. Or some students might share things about um, their upbringing or their family or um, aspects of themselves that I wouldn't be able to see just by looking at their transcript. And I would say, you know, those are the ones that have definitely um, stuck in my mind in a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, just because it's like, oh, wow, I, I can't wait to meet this student um, is the thought process that I would have. Um, so I always encourage students to, if they do submit an essay, to make sure that they review things like gram grammar, um, punctuation, and um, all of those sorts of things, you know, structure sure. of their essay, the content, um, just because we really do read every single word of information that students provide to us. Well, that's great advice, and it's a common theme in the different episodes that if a student is writing an essay, it's really important for them to try to show their personality in that essay because you get a lot of information on a college transcript, or I should say the high school transcript, but it doesn't tell you about the student's personality, so that essay is really an opportunity to, to show that. So hopefully the students and the parents are listening. How often should a student visit campus and do you keep track of such things? And part two of the question is, if a student wants to show demonstrated interest, in other words, they want to show that this is the school that they really want to attend, what else can they do to show you that they're serious about that? I think students should visit a campus enough times where they feel like they have the information that's necessary to make an informed admission decision about the school. Um, so we have a variety of events, like most recently we had um, an admitted student event 
Um, tomorrow we have um, an event for business students. So there's lots of different opportunities where students can learn more about clubs on campus. They can uh, participate in on-campus tours. They can do overnight visits. They can do a personalized visit with an admission counselor or other representative on campus. Um, so just different opportunities where students feel like, okay, yes, like I've gotten the information I've needed from this school and um, I'm ready to make a decision. And in terms of demonstrated interest, yes, we do track demonstrated interest. So when students register for events on our website and then attend those events, we're able to see that um, this student is really interested in our university. Um, and that is definitely taken into consideration. Great. Thank you so much. How about any special programs or services for a student that may have had an IEP or a 504 in high school? Yes. So there are many resources on campus that I always encourage students to take full advantage of. And one of those important resources is our Center for Academic Success. Within our Center for Academic Success, it houses the Office of Disability Services. And any student who needs any kind of um, academic accommodation, maybe have an IEP or 504 plan, can work with our Director of Disability Services to make that known and um, whatever uh, accommodations they may need may be granted for them. Great. That's good to know. And by the way, Gloria, if there are any links that you want me to include in the show notes, please send them to me and I will absolutely make them available to the students and of course their parents. So thank you for that as well. What about students aspiring to play sports in college? What advice do you have for prospective student athletes in terms of making their intentions to play known? I do know that Susquehanna is a Division Three university, and I also heard that you have 23 athletic teams. So any advice that you could offer potential student athletes would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so we have 23 varsity um, D3 teams at Susquehanna, and um, students who are interested in playing in the vars at the varsity level um, are encouraged to fill out a recruitment questionnaire, which they can find by going to suriverhawks.com and looking up their respective sport and filling out that questionnaire. That gets their times and other important information about the sport that they play, um, video footage and any other supplemental materials that they want to submit to the head coach um, who will then reach out to them. But I also encourage students to take that initiative in reaching out to the head coach. Students can find um, all of our head coaches um, of Susquehanna teams email addresses on our website and send them an email and let them know you're interested. But I would firstly direct students to fill out the recruitment questionnaire. Students also have the opportunity to participate in intramural and club sports if that's something that they're interested in, even if they're not interested in playing at the varsity level. Um, we have a variety of club sports at Susquehanna, such as rugby. Um, and that was something that I participated in as a student. Um, and <laughs> I, before coming to Susquehanna, um, I had never heard of rugby before. I didn't know <laughs> rugby was a sport that women even played. Um, and I didn't have to have prior experience of playing rugby before coming to Susquehanna. So it was a great opportunity. My team was um, undefeated for most of my time at Susquehanna, and we won the championship our senior year. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> That's outstanding. Congrats on that. Thank you. Fantastic. 
So lastly, Gloria, what are the three top pieces of advice you would give a student and of course their parents who are getting ready for the college process? Great question. So the number one piece of advice I would give students and their families is to keep track of deadlines. There are so many different deadlines, such as um, early action, early decision, regular decision deadlines, there's um, financial aid deadlines, um, and deadlines for uh, outside scholarships that students might be interested in applying to. So I would encourage students to do their research and you know look up these deadlines, write it down in a planner, and stay on track. Um, for many students, you know, it can seem like you have a lot of time, especially as a junior, when you start looking at colleges, but the time goes by really fast. Before you know it, it's time to apply to colleges and you start to wait for acceptances. Um, another piece of advice I would give is to get involved um, in extracurricular activities, because again, that is something that we look at in terms of the application review process. So getting involved in maybe a sports team on campus or academic or honor society or a diversity club or having an off-campus job um, that shows that you, know, you have uh, leadership skills and um, that can really benefit you, not only in college, but in the society after you graduate. And the last piece of advice that I would give is to keep an open mind as students go through the process and their families, um, because they are very involved in the process as well. And I would say keep an open mind because I was a student who had this one idea of the type of school I wanted to go to and the types of things that I would have got in, involved in in college. But when I look at my journey at Susquehanna, I realized that if I hadn't kept an open mind, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have done when I came to college, such as trying rugby, for example, <laughs> or um, taking part in internships and declaring my major in international studies or taking advantage of so many of the different programs that Susquehanna has to offer. So I say, you know, keep an open mind. Life will surprise you. College can surprise you. Um, Susquehanna was a great fit for me. I'm so glad that I attended Susquehanna. Well, it sounds like an amazing school. I cannot thank you enough for that insight, and I really appreciate what you said. Number one, keep track of deadlines, but not, on, not only the application deadline, but financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and so much more. And as you indicated, it varies from school to school, so having a spreadsheet and keeping track of all of those deadlines is such great advice. Secondly, get involved. Get involved, students, in your high schools, whether it's, like Gloria said, with a diversity club, athletics, the arts, whatever interests you, because that, too, will show your personality. Just like an essay can show your personality, the list of activities that you partake in during your four years of high school also gives a window into who you are as a person, which is very important as part of the college application process. And lastly, I love the idea of keeping an open mind. And I'll tell a brief story of my own daughter, who initially thought she was going to go to a really big rah-rah school. Uh, and dad was actually excited because I was actually looking forward to going to some of the football games. But the point being, we visited a lot of schools. And through that journey, my daughter, and I'm just giving some personal information here, 
she went from thinking that she wanted to go to a school that was six hours away, a big rah-rah school. She realized she didn't want to be in a big city. She wanted to be in a suburb. She wanted to be within two hours from home. And most importantly for her, she wanted a smaller school. She wanted a school where she didn't feel that she would be lost. She loves the intimacy of meeting uh, her professors and not only working with them, but getting to know them intimately. And Susquehanna, with over 50% of your classes with 20 or less students, sounds like that's the kind of school which would have been perfect for my own child. So it goes back to what you said in terms of just having an open mind. Sometimes students think they want to go to a certain school because perhaps their friends are applying to those schools, but it's really important to speak to your family, talk about the finances, what you can and can't afford, talk about whether you want to take an airplane ride to college or if you want to be driving distance and how far is that driving distance? Do you want to be within two hours like my own daughter or are you okay with driving six hours away? The beauty is that there's no one answer, which is why there are well over 3,000 colleges and university within the United States alone. So Gloria, your advice, your insight is so appreciated and I'm so excited because I know that these conversations are helping so many students and their parents. And I really just wanna thank you for being here and for all of your insight and your advice. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, John. I'm so glad you gave me this opportunity to share more about Susquehanna with everyone. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap.